swimmers, and welcome to another episode of Torpedo Swim Talk podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Sperling, and each week I talk to a master swimmer from around the world about their swimming journey. I was delighted to be joined today on the podcast by 1988 Australian Olympian and 1990 Commonwealth Games gold medalist, Janelle Pallister. Swimming as Janelle Elford, she shared in the domination of Australian women middle distance swimmers of that era and now as Janelle Pallister is a high performance coach working alongside Michael Bowl and currently on the coaching team in Birmingham for these Commonwealth Games. She also happens to be mum and coach to rising Australian swimmer Lani Pallister. Let's hear what Janelle had to say about her own swimming and now coaching career. Thank you, Hi Janelle, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Pleasure. It's it's, uh, it's actually an honour. It's nice to be um, nice to be thought that uh, you'd like to speak to me. Oh, that's no, it's it's my my <laughs> pleasure. I'm really honoured to have you on, and I really appreciate you squeezing us into your busy coaching schedule because I know you're <laughs> over at uh, the staging camp in France with the Australian team at the moment. How's that all going? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been really good. It's you know, there's. Uh, the weather's been extremely hot um, and it's, you know, there's been different little challenges along the way. You know, the last two days we've had a little bit of rain and things, but um, I think it's, it's, it's great for the athletes. You know, you, you need to be adaptable and you need to be able to, to just adapt to whatever, whatever nature or whatever, whatever the events throw at you. Yeah. Are they all staying together in, in like the same accommodation? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the para team and the able body team, we're all in the, the one um, accommodation over in Chartres in France, and um, and there's a lot of unity between the two teams. It's it's really nice to see. And you know, we had a we had a gold cap presentation last night, and and the um, we joined in with one of the para um, traditions, and it was, it was it was really it was really nice. It was it was a good honour, actually. Oh, that's nice, because yeah. the Australian team um, give a pin and a cap. Is that right? And the number that you get for being on the Australian team. Yeah, so you get a cap with the number, um, and uh, and also you, you get a pin as well. So it's um it's it's a it's a really nice and, and it dates all the way back to number one to Freddie Lane. So it's amazing. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's well, I think they were speaking about it last night. It's it's the swimmers of today are you know it's from the custodians of before. Yes. Yeah. What a lovely so, tradition. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah. what's and what's, remember, remember, you know, sorry, sorry. Go you go, you go. Oh, okay, um, it's 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 about also remembering the past and and I think those that have gone before you and and what they've been able to help you achieve today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being alongside people like Dawn Fraser and Lorraine Crapp and Murray Rose, and they have such a, yeah. a wonderful legacy, don't they, for the, yeah, the current absolutely. swimmers of today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, back then it was called the Empire Games, and and it uh, it changed over to the Commonwealth Games. So, we had a message from Mark Morgan, who was a gold medalist from '78 Commonwealth Games, and then we also had a message from Haley Lewis, um, who I was on a team with, and it was nice. It uh, you know, she spoke about her, like her journey as a as a um, a young swimmer and watching Tracy Wickham at the '82 uh, Commonwealth Games and. Um, that inspired her and, and, you know, and 
Um, it was nice because, you know, she mentioned her and I being on the same team and, and, and things. So it's, it's just that unity that, um, that swimming forms. Yes. And, and what was the Paralympic tradition that you mentioned? Um, they have this the, a poem that they, they read and then they get all the, um, the rookies, so the, the first time, the people that have, you know, that come into the team for the first time are representing the green and gold and on a senior team and they get them in the middle to sing the, sing the national anthem oh, whilst nice. everyone else around in the, the outside circle oh, sing as well. Yeah, that's it's lovely. lovely. Yeah, that's Yeah, it was. Nice. It was lovely. And what's the yeah. coaching vibe like on pool deck? Is everyone really excited about um, heading into Birmingham next week? Yeah, you know, I was speaking with Vince Rally this morning and um, and it was, we were, you know, we were just sort of talking about what the camp, how the camp's gone and, and, uh, and you know, what we've, what I've learned, you know, he's, he's you know, um, obviously been on a lot more teams than I have and, and things like that. And it's, it's seeing the um, the composure and the level level um, um, yeah level of composure from the, the 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 coaches that have been there before and how they keep themselves stable and they don't get the ups and downs and things like that but they they just they know where they want to go and they know how they want to get there and and um, but you know, with that, we've we've had some really key sessions going on, and it's been really exciting. And you know, that the atmosphere is quite electric and and things. But you just got to make sure that you keep that that end goal in in mind, and how you're going to get there with with the uh, the excitement around it. Yeah, and uh, is it hard keeping the swimmers um, keeping that excitement contained as well? I think you know because uh, some have been around now for. Uh, they, they came across for the staging camp for the world champs. So some have been away for nearly seven weeks, eight weeks. So it's more about keeping um, keeping everyone um, accountable for themselves but also just keeping the emotions in check because, you know, everyone has their own little idiosyncrasies and, um, you know, little little things, you know, get on your, on your nerves a little bit. But if you allow that to happen, then it can create issues. So I think it's the, the learning of the appreciation for everyone has their own idiosyncrasies and, and ways of living and, and values and it's uh, um, just learning how to deal with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It must be such a steep learning curve for all the new younger swimmers on the team as well. Yeah, and it is. You know, sometimes some of them haven't been away from home before so that's that mm. in itself could bring about like a little bit of homesickness and and things and and that's where the, the they have a um, an athlete leadership team and that's where they come in and that they're they're really good support for the junior athletes that are there on the team. Um, but it's just you know knowing that you've got that teammate there that's got your back. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And when does the team head into Birmingham? So there's two shuttles that we'll be going on. So we leave on Saturday. Um, Saturday, I don't know what date. I think it's the twenty third. Yes. Um, so there'll be yeah. So there's a five a.m. shuttle from um, from our accommodation in the morning, and um, some of us will be going in early. And then there's a four uh, four o'clock or one o'clock shuttle in the afternoon. So there'll be two um, two entrances into the the uh, Commonwealth Games. 
That sounds and then really then, nice. then, then, then we'll be together, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. And we have a lot of access yeah. to the pool to train before it starts. There's there's two pools. So there's the competition pool and then there's a beer training pool. So the the access will be, you know, there, there'll be a lot of other countries there or the Commonwealth countries there and you'll be sharing lanes. And, and I really think it's only New Zealand and Australia that actually swim clockwise. The rest of the world swim anti-clockwise. So it's a matter of, um, you know, feeling comfortable and that kind of thing as well, you know, changing the direction of your warm-up and, and having people that you don't know. So it's just um, getting in and, and, you know, and it's the old saying, control what you can control. And that's, that's really yourself. And I think that's a really great perspective because you've been there as a swimmer and, and you know what it's like and now you're there <laughs> as a coach. So that's, yeah. you know, you can give advice from both sides. And it's, you know, it's funny, you know, there's times that, that I look and um, it's, it's like that old saying, an old head on, on yeah, you know, on young shoulders. It's just that my shoulders aren't young, but I feel like I'm still, I have that, <laughs> yes. I have that, um, um, that little bit of a connection because I was a past woman that I, I, I sort of understand what they're going through, but I can put the old mentality into that perspective. So um, I hope that's how it comes across anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Well, as, <laughs> as Janelle Elford, you were you were known as Janelle Elford before you got married and represented Australia at the Seoul Olympics in the eight, uh, 800, oh, 400 and 800 and then obviously went yeah. on to Auckland Commonwealth Games and won a gold, silver and bronze. Talk us through the gold medal that you won at the Commonwealth Games. What race was that in? And So the gold medal was for the 4 by 2 relay and... Yep. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we heard from Hayley uh, last night at, at the Gold Cup presentation and Hayley was one of the, the, the 4x2 relay members and there was Julie McDonald, myself and Jenny McMahon. Um, and, yeah, and it was, yeah, it was just exciting. It was just, you know, even though we all swam against each other for individual races, when we came together as a team, we were just really quite tight and quite united as yes. a team and, and um and I think you forget about yourself. You, you, you forget about you diving in and this is what you're wanting. You, you, you start to dive in and, and, um, and you're doing it for, for the team and you're doing it for Australia. And did that race go to plan for you? Like did you swim it the way that you wanted to or that you thought you were going to? I most probably would, would have liked to swim a little bit faster in my leg. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, we, we won the gold medal, so that was that was a bonus. So, looking back at the team, we, we performed quite well. But looking back as my my part in that relay, I think I would have liked to have swum a little bit faster. But um, I think that's the mentality of a lot of swimmers. It's always just that little bit more. Yes. So um, yeah. So, but you know, I don't, I don't, I've, I've never really sort of dwelled on that. It's been the excitement, the memories that were made. Yeah, for sure. And how about the four and the eight hundred um, at those same games? How did you feel about those races? So the eight hundred was a real um, quite a dogfight between Julian, Julian McDonald and myself. Yep. And um, eight hundred meters, and it came down to a point two difference in touch. So um, my memories most probably aren't as glamour, glamorous as Julie's memories because she was the one that won the gold, I won the silver. Um, and I can actually remember 
quite vividly where I where I where I feel like I lost the race. Um, and it's a bit, you know, that that's where I'm able to pass on that knowledge and that experience now to other swimmers. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's um yeah, so it's it's might be a might be a bitter memory for me, but I've been able to help others. So and maybe that was my journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really positive way to look at it. Where, if I can ask, where where did you think that you lost the race? Uh, it was the, the last fifty. I, I, I questioned myself at the turn, and um, and there were twenty five to go. I was, I was almost just like screaming at myself. And I think you know, if you watch the race, I was really starting to 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 um, close quite tightly. And on Julie, and I think if it had, and I and Julie will say the same. I'm pretty sure if it had it been like another two meters, I think it would have been a different, different touch. But you know, that's the would have, could have, should have. Um, it didn't happen, and um, but like I said, it, it was a lesson that I've been able to pass on to to now, you know, present swimmers. Yeah. Do you do you see a difference in in thinking about the 800 that you swam and the way they swim it now, like? obviously um, just at the recent world championships, is there a different sort of difference in the strategy or do you see it as the same? They're swimming it the same way. Um, well, if you have a look at Katie Ledecky, you know, she, she doesn't she doesn't slow down. She like she goes from the start and she's very confident from the start, whereas I was more one that would um, try to negative split that 800 and, and, you know, and just hold back a little bit in the 400. Um, I don't. I didn't have the same speed that they do, you know, of today. Uh, you know, both Julie and I didn't have the same speed, but we were able to sort of be, you know, you know very strong throughout the whole race. Um, and you know, it's it's still a very tactical race, the the eight hundred, and you still have to, you have to have speed, but you have to have endurance, and you have to have a, a quite a fair bit of tenacity. So, um, yeah, and you also have to go in with your plan. And have that twenty percent adjustment um, gauge. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Because if you if you let them get too far in front, obviously it's much harder to come back in yeah. the back end, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you've always got to be yeah. in touch. You, you know, they talk about the elastic elastic band snapping. So once that sort of once you know, if the person that's in front, if they get away too far, that that band sort of snaps, and then you sort of left then sort of racing the person that you may be just in front of. But if you've, you're just sort of hanging on, you can keep keep going through. So it's just making sure that you're, that you're in touch and, you you know, that you know where you are. Yeah, I love that elastic band yeah. um, sort of scenario. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one to think of. Yeah. Did you ever ever get a chance to race 1500 internationally? I raced 1500 at the Pan Pacific Games. So I, I think, right. you know, if I look back at my career, it was, I was most probably better at the 800, 1500, and if there was a 10K in that time, it's most probably even the 10K, you know, because I, I was, yes. I just had a really strong work ethic and I was able to tolerate yeah. a lot of work. So when I was, I was doing about between 100 to 120K a week. So, I, and, um, and, I, and it was, but I didn't, there was never a time where I think I'd be grudged it. I would always, um, I would always, you know, sort of. No, I didn't ask for more. I didn't. I never asked for more kilometers. But I, I was always wanting and, and, you know, wanting to push harder and push, push more, and you know, and and also just try to see how many of the men I could actually either stay in touch with or beat. They yes. didn't like that, but you know, 
that was that was my <laughs> they never do no no but that was that was what really sort of um really pushed me pushed me in my my career yeah did you have a, a strong squad of distance swimmers that you swam with when I I started with Dick Kane in 1986 um and it was just a strong group we had a fantastic group we had um but it was a group that knew what was expected. Um, you never, ever let your teammates down. Everyone took their turn. And, um, and you know, I, I really, you know, I have to credit the, the success that I had to, to obviously my coaches and one was Dick, but also the teammates that I had. And, and the boys that I was able to work with, they were the ones that really actually took me to the next level. Yeah, it sounds like a really great culture that you had around you at the time. What yeah. what made you retire? Um, back then, you know, twenty two was it was getting old, you know, to swim, and and yes. um, I missed the team in ninety two, and I sort of, um, I was sort of at the point where is I do I keep swimming or is it time to get a job, and um, and yes. I sort of. Yeah, you know, so I suppose I took it really hard when I missed 92 and then it was I was working with what was Australian Airlines initially when they merged with Qantas and I was working with, with Qantas on the ground staff and I was wavering whether I was still going to swim or not and then the applications came out for a flight attendant role and um, so I thought, well, I really like travelling Um I, you know, I've been swimming and travelling. Maybe I can work and travel. So I applied for the role and I was successful within the role and I think that was what what sort of made up my decision. So I was a flight attendant for 15 years with Qantas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. realise it was that long. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was um, it was great. It was, I, had a, I had a great time and, I, you know, and again I have some great memories but you, you sort of look at the, the roles that I've had, I was... As a swimmer, I was part of a team, and when you're a flight attendant, you're part of a team. So it's, it's very much, even though I was very individual, I still being part of a team. Did you just fly domestically or internationally as well? Uh, internationally for I think it was seven seven years, and yes. then domestically for eight. Yes. Yeah. So wh- how did you move from flight attendant into coaching? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, coaching, it was never something that I ever thought that I wanted to do or would do. Mm. Um, And uh, in 2005, I think it was, um, yeah, 2005, uh, my husband and I decided that we wanted to move from Sydney up to the Sunshine Coast. Um, And we didn't have any help. You know, there was only my husband and I and our two kids and uh, when we went up there, it just became too difficult for me to be commuting and, and flying. And my husband was a police officer and, and things. So I decided to, to take a redundancy from, from flying. And I was sitting by the pool watching the kids do their learn to swim. And, and, um, and I thought that I'd like to get into learn to swim because I really enjoyed that, um, you know, just helping kids learn and helping kids in, in find that enjoyment that I had for swimming and so I started doing a little bit of learn to swim and then there was someone that was away one of the the junior coaches was away um, and they asked if I would fill in and I said oh look I I don't have any qualifications and um, they said oh no no you know we can we can work around that you know we know your background so 
I did the junior coaching and um, I enjoyed it, but I was like, but that's I don't want to go any higher and I want to do any more. That's that's as far as I want to go. And then um, the junior co- coaching sort of the 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 ones that I was coaching were getting better and then another role sort of opened up and they were like, you know, you're doing a really good job. How about you move through? And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to do any, I don't want to go and I don't want to go to state. I don't want to go to nationals. It's not what I really want to do. Um, but as the snowball keeps rolling, the snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you keep moving with it and the, the athletes that you form a bond with are getting better and better and better. So, um me being me, I was like, well, I can't let them go to state without a coach. So off I went to state and then off I go to nationals and then, yeah, so here I am. <laughs> I'm a swimming coach now. And what's your journey through coaching been like as a female? Because we know that in high performance there's really not very many female coaches around. Yeah, look, it's, it's you know, I think I've formed a lot of good relationships. Yes. Um you know, and, and I've and now I suppose of the last, much of the last three or four years, I've really started to try to um, encourage the younger female coaches that I see on pool deck. I always make sure I go up and say hello and and things like that. And, and yes. um, it, you know, if you need anything, reach out. And it's not that you know I'm the expert; it's just that I'm a little bit older, much of a lot older than them. But <laughs> um, and um, but you know, it's it's a bit lonely. It can be a bit lonely. Yes. But, you know, I think I think if you're true to yourself and you know, for me it's always been about, um, I think it's always been just about giving back and helping kids. So I think when you sort of go back to what your values are, I think that's where you sort of go, well, this is this is why I'm doing it. Yes. It's, it's, it's not about me. It's not about it's not about the accolades. It's not about the golden ticket. It's not about the making of the teams. Yeah. yeah. I can tell that you're so authentic and passionate and there was a little <laughs> snippet of you. I don't know whether you've seen it on the um, Australian Dolphins social media of you coaching yeah. on the side of the pool. Did yeah. you see you sell that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just love the way that you spoke to, um, I think it was Brendan Smith. Yeah. 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 But that's me. That's just the way I yeah. am. It's, it's something... You know, as a coach, you have to you have to try to get the best out of the athlete, and sometimes you have to push them. And it's not a negative thing, but you have to you have to get them through that that pain barrier. You have to keep on pushing them. But there's also that um, that compassionate side that that I like to give, and, and it's the explanation. And and sometimes you know I might have a different explanation or a different viewpoint than say my male counterpart but I've got to be true to me yes yeah well that come that comes across very strongly I can I can just tell by just seeing that little snippet uh, and I think um, oh good I think that adds just such a because I mean in society where we've got both males and females so it's good for the swimmers to hear from a female voice I think that's really yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and you know you know I, I was um I was saying to Vince Rally this morning, you know, I said sometimes it's not necessarily what the athlete's doing in the water. I said I tend to look at their eyes. I said because they could be saying, you know, I'm good, but their eyes are telling a different story. So and I think that's where that compassion comes out and that that being in tune comes out, you know, and, and, and I'll just sort of every now and then just sort of 
walk and have a bit of a chat and then, you know, then sort of get back into the, the um, encouraging mode. And it's always encouraging. It's, it's not that it's not encouraging. It's that, that you've got to be encouraging and push but yes. also compassionate and empathetic. Yeah. How, how did yeah. you sort of structure the the home home life or having a family and kids with coaching? Because the <laughs> hours the hours are crazy, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, as I had I said, my husband uh, was a police officer and he was a police prosecutor, so he had um, he had office hours. So I was able to coach in the morning, and I was coaching both my children, Owen and Lani, and then uh, then I would take. Um, I would take them home from swimming, get them ready, do the motherly thing, and then take them to school. And then I would pick up from school and go straight back to the pool and do the do the coaching um, in the afternoon. And um, but my husband would also, if the kids needed to be picked up if they weren't swimming that particular day, then we would just sort of tag team. But you know, he, he's definitely my rock. Yes. Yeah, every, everyone yeah. needs a rock. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I talk I talk about, I suppose I talk about him being my rock, my punching bag, um, <laughs> my confidant, you know, everything like that. It's, it's, it, he's, he's very much, um, well, I suppose, all those those characters all rolled up in one. And, I, and I, <laughs> poor bugger, you know, I think it depends <laughs> on whether... I come home after a, quite a hard day and he'll be the punching bag or I come home after a good day and it'll be like this really excitement and yeah. um, and he has to sort of ride the roller coaster with me without really knowing what what <laughs> ride he's going to get on at that particular time. So, yeah, he's been, I think he's been the one. I sort of say it and I hope hopefully it comes across the right way. He sort of does that push and patch. So, yes. come on, you can do this. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice. And just with the male coaches on the team, have you, is there a lot of sharing of ideas and, and mentoring? Because I know that you're sort of, I mean, you're obviously a high-performance coach, but you're on the start of your journey and some of them have been there yeah. a bit longer. So are they happy to yeah. share with you all of those things? Yeah, you know, I've had some really good chats with, like I said, Vince Rally. Michael Bowl, you know, I'm extremely fortunate to be coaching alongside of every day, and and that's, you know, I think he's one of the the best coaches in the world. So that that's a, an amazing opportunity. Um, and um, you know, spe- speaking with Peter Bishop, um, who coaches Kyle Chalmers and and uh, Maddie Wilson, and um, but all, you know, all the coaches. There's Damien Jones, who's uh, he's on the team. He, he's always good to have a chat to and. Um, Adam Cable's on the team. Um, Marty Roberts, one of my old uh, training buddies, he's on the para team. So he's been he's been fantastic just to just to sort of forget about, I suppose, the present and you know, and it, we just connect connected straight back because we're teammates and we just sort of um, just talk and it, and it's so free and it's so no judgment. So yes. yeah, so that's been yeah. that's been great. That sounds great. And you mentioned yeah. Michael Bowl, and I know you work with him at Griffith University on the Gold Coast. Do yeah. you have a certain group of swimmers that you work with all the time, or is it more fluid than that when you're training? Up so there? yeah, so we have the one team. We don't have uh, Michael's team or my team. We have the one team. Uh, so at the moment, we have 21 swimmers within that team. There's nine that have made the Commonwealth Games team, and 
we worked it just alongside of each other. So um, Bowley, Michael, will um, he will set the session and then we'll discuss it and talk about it and then we just work quite fluidly across, you know, across the whole team and it might, you know, on a on a Monday night and a uh, Thursday night, we might have five different programs going and it's just a matter of, um, okay, Janelle, you take the mid-distance distance, I'll take, you know, these lanes or um, you take these lanes, I'll take these lanes and, and then if I sort of see that he's doing something and needs something else doing, so then I'll do then I'll say I'll I'll get that or it's just a matter of uh, of just gelling together and not waiting to be asked. It's just sort of taking the initiative to say, okay, this needs to be done, that needs to be done, I'll do this, you do that. So we just, yeah, it's it's it, it works quite well. Yeah. I think it works quite well. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's it's a really great working relationship. And the swimmers would be I think really, you know, um, getting a lot of value from hearing from both of you because you've both been past swimmers and you've taken that experience into your coaching. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm very aware that the swimmers came to the program to swim with Michael. You know, I'm very aware of that. But um, there's definitely things that I can add, that, that I can add value to, and and, and you know, I, I will I, I will always. Um, try to add that value and it's completely up to the swimmers whether they want to take that on board or not yeah yeah and and on the Commonwealth Games team are you then in charge of a, a group or do you do the same kind of thing and move across different swimmers so because Michael well our team has nine uh nine swimmers on the team um they've they've I, I made the team also because of the, the massive group that we had so I'm still working with with, with Michael and our nine swimmers. Right. But um, I, I think pretty much when we get to the Commonwealth Games, you know, Michael will do a lot of the performance out on the pool deck when they're racing, but I'll be doing a lot of the the, um, the prepping and, and getting them all ready and things like that, like the warm-up and the swimmer-downs and, and things for our group, but also the, the rest of the team, whoever needs anything, you know. So I'll be there, I'll be around for anyone that wants to take take. Uh, take advantage of me in a way yeah, um, yeah. And, and then, you know, and anyone that I can help. Yeah. Well, what happens with the swimmers who make the team, maybe just the one person from their squad, like who looks after them? So they're generally put into a group. Like they're, I think there's, um, there's, I think there's eight groups um, and then, uh, you know, so they'll be fitted into a group and that, so the coach, the team coach, um that that that's on the team you know and if you have say a Lizzie Deckers that come that trains with Steve Miller she's in you know she's in with with a particular group but Steve will communicate with the team coach and say you know this is where I think what she needs how you know how's this going how's that going and then the home what they call the home coach and the team coach they communicate so um, yeah yeah and you know there's the young girl Abby Connors who's with Mick Powfrey um who's also been been really he, he's a very good coach to just sort of talk to he's very level um and things and the other day our guys had finished and I sort of said to him do you need anything do you need any help and he said oh if you can get Abby that'd be great and you know she, she's only 17 so she's only quite young yeah um and I think I sort of take sometimes take on that motherly role without knowing so yeah. I sort of just fit in to that and, and um I was sort of encouraging her and just sort of 
yeah, just just helped out. I, I, I like helping out. Yeah, I'm sure she really appreciated that because at 17, probably on her first trip, she probably sort of is missing that kind of yeah. female touch as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I just keep on sort of saying, look, how are you going? Do you need anything? Are you okay? And um, yeah. so, uh, you, you know, you, you open the door. You just open the door if they want to have a chat. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a, a really nice way of looking at it too. So what's when you're back at Griffith University, what's a typical week like for those swimmers, the 21 swimmers on the high-performance team? How many times do they train or is it just an individual program for each swimmer? Well, it, it is an individual program, um, but they, they generally have a very similar weekly plan. So they'll do... Um, Two, ses- two swim sessions on a Monday, two on a Tuesday, one on a Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon is off, so that's five in a row. And then we go um, two Thursday, one Friday, so that's three in a row, and then uh, Saturday morning. So that's right. swimming, so it's nine sessions for swimming. And then mm-hmm. they'll um, do two spin bike sessions. They'll do three gym sessions and one Pilates. And does all of that happen at Griffith University? You've got all of those um, dry land facilities there as well at Poolside. Well, we're we're actually down at Southport. Oh, you're at Southport, um, right? Yeah. So we were at Griffith last year, but due to the the um, size of the team, um, we just uh, we couldn't fit in the lanes and the, the space that was needed. So Swimming Australia then worked out a um, a working. Uh, I suppose working relationship with Southport Aquatic right. and um, the Gold Coast Council, and um, yeah, so we're down at Southport now. So yeah, yeah it's it, it's great. It's, it's a lot. It's a beautiful pool. facility. Yeah, fantastic facility, and you've yeah. got that huge. And the staff down there are amazing. Yes, yeah, I've had a few swims there. It's a beautiful facility, and they've got that big um, weights under under cover. Yes, out in, out in the open, I should say. It's got yeah. no wall, walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you have a, a separate um, strength and conditioning coach that works with the team or do you and Michael yeah, set yeah. that? Yeah. No, so we have a, um, there's a young strength and conditioning coach. His name's Matt Ferrara um, and he joined the team this year. He, he's been a, a breath of fresh air. You know, all the kids love him. I, I say kids, all the swimmers love him. Um, and he's he's just very, very proactive. He's come from a um a rehab strength and conditioning, then into to AFL um, strength and conditioning. I'm not going to say the team because I'm not sure we get it wrong. And I know Victorians <laughs> really love their, um, their their team, so I'm not going to I'm not going to get it wrong. Um, and but he's come into the swimming, and he, he's just yeah, he, he's very he's very individual with each athlete. And he you know when he speaks to the athlete, you can see he's speaking with them. He's not. He doesn't have anything else on his mind while he's speaking right. with them. He's, he's very, he's very personalised with them, um, which is great, yes. you know. Uh, and then um, we have team physios uh, that are that are um, there. So it's Nick and Britt, um, and we have Elise who's who does the um, the Pilates. Alyssa, sorry, Alyssa. I always say Elise, but Alyssa. Uh, so it's, it's very much a united team. We had the Biomax that come out, and you know, we're Simon and Emily, and it's just it's a very united team. Yeah, yeah. One person can't do all that. No, it's too much. Yeah, it's a huge, huge job. Do they do the swimmers do um, reformer Pilates or are they doing land based? Yeah. yeah. No, it's more reformer Pilates. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah so it's it's on the benches and, and things so yeah. it's it's great yeah yeah and what about nutrition and diet do they all sort of see a dietitian or um is it left yeah, up to so each of them we have ali disher who who is the nutritionist that's that supports our um our, our team that which is yeah yeah it's it's called the gold coast quad the gold coast hub um, but Ali Disher is the nutritionist that's that's linked to the hub to the team, um, and I've been in touch with her while while we've been away. So and she's yeah she's she's good. She's you know she's young. She's proactive. Um, Steph she she works very closely with Steph Cronin as well, who's uh, a sports nutritionist up on the sunny coast. Who um, Kaylee McEwen and Lani uh, Lani Callister uh, also. Uh, has worked with so she communicates quite well with with Steph Cronin and um yeah and yeah she she's good she does you know she's done uh sleep talks she's done nutrition talks she's done hydration talks so it's not like just a um come and see me if you're having any issues it's it's, it's just a, a very proactive way of, of communicating with the team yeah do you feel like nutrition and, and diet for swimmers has changed since you were swimming to now oh yes yes yeah. definitely yeah it's a lot it's a lot more information involved you know the replacement of, of protein very you know very quickly after you know our key sets you know because it breaks down the muscle and you've got to replace the protein and you know then the carbs and um you know and making sure you have enough carbs but not too many carbs and the right fats and, and things like that so it's definitely a very um uh, different and very specialised, and it, it's specialised for each athlete because just because one person can eat this amount doesn't mean the other person can eat that amount. It's a, it's a very specialised for that particular individual. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I, I look back to when I was swimming, and probably you were swimming just a little bit after me, but we didn't even have water bottles at the side of the pool. No, 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 no not at all. I know no. it's it's quite strange, you know. It's, and it is. There's things that I sort of shake my head out and I think either we were really stupid or uh, we were just you know I don't, I don't know it was it was that we were tough I don't know I don't know what it was but we, we didn't know we didn't we, know. we just we yeah. didn't we didn't know and we did what we did with the knowledge that we had yeah. you know and, and I said this the other day you know that the swimmers of today get so much um, information and they get provided with quite a bit and compared to, say, our time. Mm. Um, but our time got so much more than, say, the, the Dawn Fraser and the Shane Gould time. So yes. it, it go, just goes through, you know, different eras and progression. So uh, yes. we can't keep on li- looking in the revision mirror. We've got to keep looking in the front window. Absolutely. And maybe they're getting so much information sometimes it's sort of a bit of white noise for them. Yeah, yeah, too many, too many voices, and I think mm. Ash Barty said it, you know, um, perfectly. I think uh, you know she selected her team, and it was only, and the people would only enter her team if, she, if she allowed it, you know, because it just became prior to her retiring the first, like when she was young, um, there was just too many voices, and it was yes. too much information, and and, and um, whereas now, like well, prior to her retiring. You know this year um yes. she selected her team and that was the that was the only noise that she would listen to yeah i think that's yeah. really sage advice from ash we we love ash oh absolutely and it's very yeah. smart it's a very 
very yeah. smart, very professional way of looking at it. And you know, I'm you know, our, all athletes can take a leaf out of her book. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Lani and Lani Pallister, who's your lovely daughter, and you must be so proud of her for her um, swims in Budapest. She she swam brilliantly. What was it like being mother and coach? How do you separate those two things? <laughs> um, well, we developed a, a bit of a system, you know, because we did sort of we were clashing heads, and it was becoming almost a twenty four hour. Um, a 24-hour relationship in regards to is it mum, is it coach, is it coach, is it mum, you know, am I living swimming or am I just doing swimming? So we developed a bit of a, a um, routine and it was any time we were at the pool, Lani and Owen, my son, would call me Janelle, um, as any other swimmer would, and then as soon as we walked out the pool, um, they would call me mum. And um, my son could never get around calling me Janelle he, he was just like, I, I just can't do it. I just, I, you, you're just my mum. Whereas Lani was very much Janelle and, and mum at home. So, and that's how we sort of separated. And and I, and I would never talk about swimming at home unless Lani brought it up. So, and it, it just allowed her to be a swimmer at the pool and, you know, our family at home. So, yeah. Yeah, so it can be challenging, but it's also, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able to share this journey. I think that's a yeah. great way of great way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 Does so. she still call you Janelle on pool deck now? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's funny because there'll be times where I know she wants to go a little bit more to the to the mum, whether it's either the mum compassion or the mum. Um, understanding or the mum I need you sort of mum Um, but but if she's at pool deck and it's like Janelle so it's like oh here we go (laughs) (laughs) has she got a temper (laughs) Uh, yeah I think she's learned from me she's yeah she's um (laughs) you know they 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 do say that apple doesn't fall far and she um she can be quite stubborn and and quite spirited but you know I think I, I was pretty much like that as well yeah. So, um, and I don't, I don't think a lot of athletes um, get to the level that you know that Lani's at or that I was at by just being really complacent and you know, um, yeah, that's okay, that's fine or anything. You know, there's always that that inner spirit that that's always there. Yes, I agree. And she got she got COVID just before the eight hundred in Budapest. Yeah, yeah, she did the 800 heat. Yes. Um, and she was, you know, she said she woke up a little bit scratchy, didn't think much mm. of it, did the 800 and felt really good. You know, she qualified mm. second for the final. Yes. Um, and even Michael sort of said, you know, it's probably possibly one of the easiest 824 swims that he's that he's seen. And, um, and yeah, and then she went home and she was like she was sore in the excuse me, sore in the throat and and she said, I tested and I said, well, that was your first mistake. <laughs> but <laughs> um, uh, but uh, she tested it and she called the doc and the doc came and tested and, yeah, and then the, the, the next, she wouldn't have been able to swim because the next day she just came down pretty hard. She she was, she had, you know, she had the, the aches and pains in the bones and really lethargic and just sort of, she just sort of slept and, you know, sore throat and coughing and, hard breathing and, and things. So, 
Yeah, so she was in isolation for eight days. It was uh, nothing. She wasn't allowed out, nothing. So um, it was pretty hard. for so, so she missed what was, I think, hard. And she has a little bit of FOMO, so, you know, that uh, fear of missing out. Um, so she missed her 800 final, an opportunity to, to see what she could do. Um, and then, but she also missed the, the celebration of the team at the end, you know, at the end of the, the championships. And it's not like they go out to party, but it was a, they all come and unite and they celebrate each other's successes and, and failures. Um, and, uh, but just unite with each other. So she sort of missed that. And then the rest of the team that were going on to Com Games then went on to Spain. And she missed going to Spain because you weren't allowed into Spain. Uh, if you'd had COVID, you had to isolate for 11 days. So, and it was lucky because I was there for the open water team. And so then she sort of hooked on to, to our team and came to France with us. And, and then, um, yeah, so still that little bit of missing out on and sort of unclosed business, but uh, she's sort of back in and sort of still building back up for the Com Games. So um, let's, you know, all she can do is do her best. And it'll be good to see her swim that 800 internationally and see yeah, how she goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we'll just see, wait yeah. and see. And, and like I said, you know, you'll do your best with what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. Does she does she yeah. swim it differently to you, do you think, or do you see yeah. some similarities? No, she swims it a lot different mm. than me. As I said earlier, she has a lot more speed than I had. Yeah. Um, and she likes to... She likes to sort of get out there, you know, not not get out flat out, but she likes to get out there and um, and be really proactive, um, whereas I sort of held back a little bit. And, you know, and I think most probably that's come from my my coaching through, I suppose, since I started coaching her. She was about five years old when I started coaching her. So, you know, 14 years of coaching. Yeah. Um, I was quite proactive of, you know, getting, you know, getting out and settling um, rather than hanging back because, you know, there's there's parts of me that sort of go, I wonder what I would have been like if I actually got out a little bit faster. I wonder what I could have yeah. done. So with her, it's, she gets out there. Now we've just got to work that back end a little bit stronger. Yeah. And I yeah. was really interested to see the underwater camera work, looking at her <laughs> kick particularly with the sort of the crossover kick. And it looks yeah. like one foot even touches the other side. Yeah, she has a strong right kick and then a sort of a yeah. lazy left kick, and it's the left that sort of that sort of swings under, you know. And it's something I don't necessarily like it, but it works for her. It works um, for and her. And if you have a look at yeah, yeah, and if you have a look at Katie Ledecky of her underwater, she has a really strong um, left kick, I think it is, and her right kick is is um, not not as strong, and it's. And, you know, talk, people sort of talk about how Katie kicks a lot, and I, you know, and if you actually really sort of go through the whole race, she doesn't kick a lot. She She's very strong in the upper body. Yeah. yeah. She really just kicks coming out of the turns. Yeah, so she kicks coming out of the turns, but she also mm. kicks at the 25. She has a, like a bit of a, a it's almost like a, a recheck, you know, yes. and goes again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, Lani's sort of still developing and, and yeah. developing that maturity, that, you know, international racing maturity, which, would, you know, and that takes time. So yes. with each time that she does it now, she'll, she'll gain more, more experience, more knowledge, more maturity. Yeah. And does she prefer the 8 or the 15 
more? What sort of hurts? Yeah, she doesn't like the 15. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> does. like it. You know, she's pretty good at it, but she doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, but she likes the H. She, yeah, she definitely yeah. likes the 800. And it's yeah. a funny story with how she actually started doing 800s. Yeah. But she was always growing up, you know, 11, 12, 13. She was more of a um, 100, 200 butterflyer. Oh, really? And then I, yeah, yeah. And wow. I used to always allow her and my son to circle what they wanted to swim and then we would discuss it. And this one day um, she circled the 800 and I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to challenge it. I'm not going to show her. So I just entered her in the 800 and it was be- the one event below the 100 fly. And it was just for, a, a, you know, a, a qualifying meet. And uh, we get to the meet. She said, why am I in the 800? And I said, well, you entered it. She said, no, I didn't. And I sort of had the piece of paper. And I said, no, you circled the 800. She said, oh, I'm not doing it. And I said, well, no, you are doing it because I've paid for it. I said, <laughs> yes. so um, I said, just go and have a go. You know, so she went in and there was a young girl called Chloe Goobecker. And I said, just stay with Chloe. Just swim with Chloe. Just stay with Chloe. You know, Chloe, you're friends with Chloe. Just, you know. So she did. And then she got out, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and then state titles sort of came around and she was like, I might have a go at state. I might do one at state. So, and then <laughs> the, here we are. So we are. It's, a, it's quite a funny story, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know she's got that surf background as well because I, I've followed her along in the surf lifesaving and she came down to Victoria a few years ago and did the Peter Pub. Yes. Which she Yeah, won. she loves that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great swim. A lot of, a lot of top swimmers do that one. Yeah, she's looking coming, looking forward to, I think, going back um, if it's on again this year, you know, or next year, yes. sorry. So, next year, yeah, yeah. So, January, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this year was cancelled, I think, for yeah. COVID. Yes. Um, hopefully next year it will be on. So, yeah, she yes. does love that event. Yeah, it's a good one because most of the, um, well, I don't know what it's like up in Queensland, but most of the open water swims down here, you run in. And you run out, and that that actually yeah. starts in the water, which is great for swimmers yeah. who who can't run. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you yeah, do have yeah, to do yeah. that. Run up the beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's where Mac Horton always always gets caught yes. out. Yes, you know he's he's exactly. always in the lead, and then <laughs> it's um yeah, yeah yeah. But no, Lani really enjoys the Peter Pub. Yeah, yeah. I actually had Sam Shepherd on the podcast a few weeks ago and he oh, okay. was behind, I think he won the same year as Lani and um, yep. he was behind Mac, a, a long way behind actually, but he caught yep. a wave, came in, they got yep. out of the water together and then he, he beat him up the beach and I felt so sorry for Mac. <laughs> yeah, you're doing all the work but you just don't get the reward, I you know. That's know. it. <laughs> but that's surf. That, that, that's that's, that's right. the thing, you know. You either yeah. have two ends that you can touch and turn at or you have surf where you have to run and that's, that's just the way it is. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to ask you predictions for the Commonwealth Games. Just give us a bit of insight information, inside information, I should say, on who you think from the Australian team, no pressure, is, um, is going to oh, um, is, is looking good. Oh, you know, I, I, Emma McKeon is definitely, um, you know, she's come back and, and she, like she says, she doesn't, she doesn't, ra- she doesn't enter a race just for the fun of it. She, she, she enters a race to, to, to race, you know, well and, and is the, the best that she can be. So, I think Emma, you know, will definitely have a, a quite a, a good showing again. Um, 
there's a young boy, Josh Edward Smith. You know, he's coming through in uh, in regards to 200 backstroke. He's doing a, he's doing a really good job. Um, yeah, you know, Jenna Staunch in the 200 breaststroke. She's she's swam really well at World Champs. Um, our our girl uh, Taylor McEwen. She's in there. I have a soft spot for Taylor, so you know, I really really want to see her go well. Kaylee McEwen had a fantastic um, had a fantastic Tokyo Olympics. You know the gold and silver and the, the no, sorry the two golds and the 100 and 200 backstroke plus the gold and the, the medley relay um so you got that you got ariane titmus you know she, she's definitely a force to be reckoned with uh olympic gold medalist molly o'callaghan you know she's she's a a beautiful young girl you know very unassuming just gets in and does what she does she'll be definitely you know in there challenging um Mitch Larkin is there, Mac Horton's there, Sam Short, he's another young gun coming through. Um, you know, there's there's so many. And then, you know, obviously my heart goes with Lani. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope that they all have a fantastic Commonwealth Games. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we well, like I said, we heard from some past uh, champions and it's it's about getting there in there and, and and doing the best that you can do and being the best that you can be, but um, doing it with pride for Australia. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also yeah. nice to beat be the, pom- the POMs as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always nice to come out on top. It really yeah, is. Um, right. <laughs> it's, um, and it's, the, you know, I've always sort of, I, I got taught this and it's something that I like to pass on. If you're not winning, you're learning. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's yeah. not you're not, not not always going to have a win, so you've got to, no. you've got to make it make it into a positive. Along yeah, the way. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really lovely chatting with you and getting your perspective on coaching and hearing all about the Commonwealth Games coming up, and um, wishing you every success and Lani as well, of course. <laughs> thanks so much for having me it's, it's been fun I, I like to be able to share the journey and I like to, to, to try to encourage more females into coaching as well yeah absolutely well take care and um, safe travels thank you appreciate it okay bye there you go, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Janelle today I was so appreciative of her candor and sincerity in sharing her own swimming and coaching story I feel like I've got so much to learn from emulating as much as I can from the professional swimmers that Janelle works with and I hope you enjoyed hearing about the background to those swimmers as well. Do you follow us on Instagram and Facebook? Because if you don't, make sure that you do so that you don't miss out on any updates about the podcast. You can search Torpedo Swim Talk on both platforms and then just press follow. Till next time, happy swimming and bye for now.